Discover connection, awaken sacredness, become empowered. Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live radio show. I am Violet Rain, and with me I have our other host, Jason Antelek. And Dave is on vacation, enjoying Las Vegas. We do miss him, but we hope that he has a great time there. Today, our guest is Joanne Palladino, and we invited her to come and talk about a little bit about who she is, some of the things that she offers, and what she would love to share with us today. So welcome, Joanne. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Lovely to be here. <laughs> Actually, lovely to see you. <laughs> On the radio show. On the radio show. It's perfect. (laughs) And it's a comedy show, too. Yes. It's a comedy show. We didn't realize. (laughs) We do a a lot of A spiritual comedy show. (laughs) You got to have, you got to have humor to get through it, right? You you really do. And, you know, you were with us at one time. You kind of worked out of the center and did one of your gatherings here. Tell us a little bit about your journey, where, where you came from, what, you know, what brought you into this world and kind of what you do today. Yeah. Well, the the journey was, um, unexpected. It, it really started midlife. I could always say, you know, I started, I was born in Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklyn Italian girl. Um, (laughs) And it was in the late 90s, actually, uh, when I'll say my first awakening happened. Um, I was in the corporate world, climbing the ladder. That was my focus of success, dollar signs and my paycheck, you know, all of that, sort of proving um, that I'm good enough and smart enough and all of those wonderful things. And I was quite successful in that field. And then in 97, which feels like a lifetime ago, (laughs) the last century, um, you know, that's when the universe really pulled the rug from out, from underneath my feet, if you will. And um, in that journey is when my spiritual gifts um, came to surface. So it was a, I would say, complete breakdown um, where I had to stop working. I couldn't eat, think, sleep, be with anyone. So it was um, sort of stripping away of who I thought I was um, to, to allow what was underneath and allow me to extend and express my gifts. So that was a while ago. And I've had... Um, Gee, the, the wonderful fortune of, of awaken a few awakenings, and each time I go into the descent, as I arise, as I ascend, gifts started to show themselves. So though I'm trained in many things, it's really what comes through naturally. It's really been divinely guided. Um, and now here I am today with you guys, so... I love that. I love that. I, I I think we have found, or at least I've found on the journey, that a lot of us, mm-hmm. there's something that happens that yeah. shakes us off our track. 
yeah. and redirects us in a different direction. It's it's almost like, you know, we talk about the dark night of the soul, but it really it really is some of that because everything falls away mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, now what? Where do I go from here? Like, what is this about? Yeah. It, it was, um, the word that's showing up is like a shattering, you know, it's uh, a breaking through or opening up the heart because for a period of time there was a sense of bliss if you will that I felt like I had this the sun in my chest like I had I was just like whoa you know it's just everything is so beautiful and I truly felt this radiating energy in in the heart center and it and it lasted for quite a few months you know and in that because I, I then chose to leave the corporate office because the soul was no longer resonating, and it probably didn't anyway at the time. But um, I used to go into meetings and leave the meetings and go, well, what did they just say? I don't even know what they just said. Like, nothing was sticking. It wasn't important. And I um, consciously chose to leave the six-figure job. Like, what? And what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. But it was the soul's um, really guiding my choices. It wasn't the ego, because if it was the ego, there would be a lot more chatter there, and probably I would have stayed of, like, what's really important. But it didn't matter, you know, any longer. So um, the... You know, awakenings, we're hearing it more and more, the miracles more and more. I mean, that was like, again, I'm saying 97. Now, what I'm finding, people are going through it a lot quicker. (laughs) You know, like it's speeding up. Back then, for me, it took a couple of years to actually settle in and... um, you know, I went into, I, I was in the marketing sales field and I was helping holistic practitioners and then it was like, oh, I, I think I am one, you know, and that, it took a period of time, but now what I'm finding in people, the quickening um, for, for like a realization for people um, is, is showing up uh, also out of nowhere you know that's happening and it, and and there's um like the word i used was a quickening that's what i'm feeling it's it's just beginning to happen and the realization or the embodiment is happening quicker also so everything's expedited Every, yeah. everything's kind of on a fast track yeah. these days yeah and and that, i hear that story a lot with uh, with other practitioners and people that i work with uh, that they had a corporate Yes, it's space, common. and mm-hmm. I, I'm one of those people. I was in a corporate space and experienced a motor vehicle collision that knocked me in a different direction, mm-hmm. uh, you know, quite literally. And that same progression that you're talking about is so common mm-hmm. uh, that the, the stories now that come out. But when you're going through it, there was no, especially in the late '90s, there's nobody to talk to about that. Yeah, there's no place to go, so it, it takes a lot longer. There's not the same type of support, or mm-hmm. you know, people to ask questions, or you know, YouTube as a resource, mm-hmm. or any of those things. You know, it was funny back then in the corporate world. It uh, so yoga was my first spiritual practice, so I feel very connected to yoga. And at the time, people were like were laughing at me like what oh you're going to your yoga class you know and it, and or even organic food was foreign to me i was still doing the drive through 
fast food, got to go to the next meeting kind of mentality. So um, the shift is like necessary, <laughs> you know, like there's a, or, or essential, you know, it's really essential. So and a piece that you talked about that, I, that I'd like to ask a couple questions about is that you've had multiple yeah. awakenings. Yeah. So over that period, do you, do you kind of know when it's coming now? Is there a, are there signs? Are there signals? Is there anything that kind of alerts you or do you just go, Oh, I'm right in the middle of it again. Right. Like, uh, what does that yeah, feel Well, like? I usually get a call from the universe. They, oh, that's dial, handy. they dial me up and go, hello. Here it comes. <laughs> um, I have to say there are subtle signs, you know, I, I, I'm, for me it's very physical. I feel a lot in the physical body and there, you know, I'm like, oh, something's up, something's going on and then it's usually wham, then I get hit and when I say I get hit, it really, um, like, first of all, I have to withdraw. I, I can't be with people um, or a lot of activity. So it's a true inward journey for me. I have to be in solitude and quiet. And um, lots of downloads show up, a lot of physical manifestations where I feel there's a deep releasing or cleansing of conscious unconscious and subconscious beliefs. Now, is my intellect understanding this? Absolutely not. Like, the ego is going into a tailspin. And the, I guess, more in tune to the spiritual path, you don't allow the tailspin to get you there. It's allowing you to be more in the moment, right. uh, which it's like, okay, now's the time to really practice. <laughs> you know, we truly practice what we preach and what we teach. So um, it, it usually hits me hard, and it usually lasts a couple of years for me. Um, and I have to be... Um, really cautious on my activity because of the sensitivity that I feel, you know, and how it affects me. It's like that light right now, it's like going, oh my goodness, you know, it's like flickering and I'm, you know, it's like I'm sensitive to, to that kind of motion or sound. So, um, it usually comes in quiet and then, and then I get it. Right. <laughs> and then I get it. And the beauty you know, the beauty, um, like it's, what I'm finding more and more is when I go through it, it's like, what is the blessing in this? What is the teaching in this? So there's a lot more self-inquiry mm -hmm. as I'm going through it, which helps with the ease and grace of going through it. Because it's not um, being able to necessarily skip steps. <laughs> right, there's no spiritual bypass. You know, the, yeah, it's like, you know, how can I get from A to D, you know, without going through the others? And you really can't. And there's a reason and a purpose. Again, the intellect doesn't know or understand what is truly going on in a divine level, you know, sort of the divinity of the, the journey. So a lot of it is 
trust and surrender trust and surrender and allowance because the resistance <laughs> it's like when I'm just saying that word it's like driving the car with the brakes on and and you know how difficult that is so the more I have found for myself and that I teach others is to allow the process trust the process so you sort of work your way through it um, with more ease more gentleness not that you're gonna not get bumped but it's not gonna hurt as Right. <laughs> the bumps aren't as big, you know. That's a, a really that's a powerful point because a lot of people that that are starting on their spiritual journey, and those of us who have had some experience um, at whatever level, that we don't have all the answers. Oh my god! Right, any more than anybody else does. Oh my goodness! We have a little bit of experience, and we've gone through some shifts and changes, and and, and they're just. Uh, a lot of the time, the answer is, well, you're you're human, mm-hmm. right? That's that's part of it. Yeah, you got to feed your body, but if you feed it junk food, mm-hmm. that's what you're going to get out is, is mm-hmm. junk energy, mm-hmm. right? And and that discipline and that understanding, and it's really coming to it yourself. There's not a there, there's no one way to do it. There's no guru no. that is for everybody. Yeah. And the spiritual journey is always internal. Yeah. And it has to start. It has to start within. It's, it doesn't start out here. It, it is not. You know, it's like uh, we say we're we're seekers. Well, we're we're looking we're looking outside, and it's not ha- going to happen outside. So the seeking, when somebody says, "Oh, I'm a seeker," the guidance I give them is to seek within. It's to really commune with. Um, I'll say the divinity with within all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and a piece that I have been finding key through the years is being more and more comfortable with the unknown. (laughs) If you're at peace with not knowing, that also helps the journey. Because the intellect tends to keep the brakes on because we need to know why, how, how long, you know, and, and all of the questions that come with what one is experiencing and the questioning keeps you away from a realization it also it's like a distraction in in some sense if that makes sense of what i'm sharing here um so i always joke and go i don't know anything you know i it's like i don't know but this is what i could share with you from personal experience um of what i embodied because there's a difference for me with the intellectual knowing versus the embodiment of knowing. It's it's um, it means it's taken hold when you embody it. <laughs> well, the mind is a tool, just like the yeah, ego. Yeah. The soul is actually where all the power and where all the the strength and the divinity. That's where it resides, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that soul is in a different place than the intellect, mm-hmm. than how we pick up on that. Mm-hmm. And and it's it, it is very distracting. The ego itself is distracting, and that that's its own. Like, let me deal with being able to commune with my ego and and talk to it and tell it it's going to be okay and then give it a break yeah. or give it something to do yeah. and then your intellect is still in the way asking all these questions because you want to know the answer and then spiritually it's on, like you said it's a distraction mm-hmm. so what you're saying is there's some discipline in 
in letting go of all the questioning, mm-hmm. right? And that one of the common threads for your progression in all of your awakening experiences is being comfortable not having answers to all your questions. Not needing to know. So the, the piece that I teach and practice personally that has been a big shift in my life, that I become more of an observer of my life, and which I call it the pause, which gives me an opportunity to step away and be in a space with compassion and wisdom and observing it all and not judging it. Not saying this should be here and that shouldn't be here. But seeing where the gems are in the observation and choosing from a place of a higher level of consciousness. Because we could have the awareness, which, you know, that's, that's the start. That's the gem, starting with awareness. But then what do you do with that awareness? And that's where conscious choice begins to take hold and truly begins to shift your life. So when I'm in turmoil, hey, I still get triggered, you know, but I catch myself a lot quicker. What I'm doing, the practice is I do take that pause. I step back. I allow myself to breathe (laughs) so I'm fully in the body, in the moment, and, and start having inner dialogue with myself of how I would proceed or should I not proceed, or how I want to communicate, or what do I want to communicate, or just like let it sit for a little bit, you know, like in the way of mastery, the practices I need do nothing, not means sitting on the couch and eating bonbons of not doing nothing, but letting it just sit in and see where it resides in your body and what spiritual guidance you receive when you're in that pause you know when the gem because that's where the gems are so uh, that's how I navigate now in my life it's not like an immediate um, or a habitual pattern of how I respond not 100% of the time but I'm able to catch myself a lot quicker it's becoming um like a comfortable way of living my life or engaging my life, you know. And life to me is my spiritual practice. It's it's not it's not I don't have it's not like oh I have a personal life and I have a business life. No. My life is my spiritual practice. Right. So it's not I unplug in my spiritual practice and then I plug into my personal life. It, it it's it's one of the same. I think that's one of the major differences coming from the corporate background is repatterning that because in the corporate world you very much have a business and a personal and you you strive to keep them separate and bringing them together can actually create more issues uh, but when we get on the other side of that where we are now and we can like you said embody Mm -hmm. that, that that makes a huge difference when I made that shift in my business and realized that it's actually who I am Mm-hmm. Right, it, it, that's what I'm representing. Is what am I? What is my mission? What is my my? What are my goals for for myself? Mm-hmm. They were the they're the same thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. right? And yeah. that's the freedom of being being in a spiritual space mm-hmm. and being comfortable with where you are and who you are, mm-hmm. and and not thinking you know I've got to get up the ladder. I have yes. to get that new promotion. I have to run this meeting or you know whatever the corporate world brings to you. And Violet, you 
you've experienced the same thing. You've made a, you, you even had kind of the double, the the double life for a period of time too. What was that experience like for you keeping those separate? Well, you know, being um, a human resource executive in a Fortune 500 company, you can't go in and say, I'm going to meditate today. That doesn't work that way. Um, you have to be really careful in what you say and what you do and how you support and do that. So, you know, I had oils on my desk, essential oils, and people would come in and they thought that was interesting to smell them. But they had no idea the whole mm-hmm. context yeah, of what I was doing, it, right? Sure. And uh, my office, because I always set sacred space in my office energetically, and people would come in and go, oh, mm-hmm. what do you do different? And then they would move me around, right? Because your office, I always got moved. HR always got moved from one area to the other. So they'd go, oh, we're going to move you, and the office won't feel the same. And I would just smile, and they would move me, and we would go in, and I I would set the space again and I would literally get pre-requests to paint the walls because I put symbols and stuff behind it on a Saturday when nobody was there and set the whole room and people would be like, how do you do that? Why is it no matter where we put you, the room has this yeah. feeling to it? The word that's coming up is like this sweetness. Like it right. really it, provided a sweetness <laughs> to this world. This, world, this right? whole chaos, yeah. right? And so I did that for 10 years. I mean, that's a real hidden piece of being a college professor mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. A, you know, a vice president and sitting in a corporate window office and keeping my personal life very separated from what was happening yeah. in the world. It's a hard thing to do, mm-hmm. right? But I did that because I knew it would never be accepted. It wouldn't be accepted today. Mm-hmm. When I stepped out of doing that job, I knew I can never go back. No. I can first of all I couldn't I couldn't survive personally. Yes. yes. But a company's not going to hire me when they do a re, you know do any kind of search on me. They're not going to put uh with my gifts now knowing they're not going to put me in that role. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just very very different in how you separate and how you want to help people and you and you can't come out and go if you come to me I can like help you to the side you just can't do that mm-hmm. you have to keep it very separate mm-hmm. it's a very separate world of seeing so yeah. it's nice to be in this world but I also understand people's fears because as you yeah. can relate to all of us can relate to there's a lot of fear stepping out of what you've been raised to believe that if you work hard yeah. and you set really powerful goals and you climb that corporate ladder and you're making six figures and you have a home. I mean, I had a home, two cars, I vacationed. I did everything. I was a single woman with mm-hmm. everything. And mm-hmm. when I stepped out, right, it, the material things don't mean as much, but you don't know that when you're sitting in that space. Mm-hmm. Well, they're gauges. They're gauges for what you've accomplished, where you're sitting and, and what you're doing every day is different now, but your gauges are different now. Mm-hmm. Like, I helped somebody today. I really connected with someone and, and helped them help themselves. Like, that makes for a full day for me now. Mm-hmm. Or before, I probably, I, I, I was more apt to create damage 
than I was to create something mm-hmm. positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the shift in, and the awareness, like you said, that's that's where it all starts, it, right? It's, is that, it's, it is, is that awareness? The be, it, that's like the um, the beginning to like you put the key in the door and go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because, and then the building starts up. Yeah, yeah. And then we take off to space and like, okay. Like, um, be ready for where to did put we the go key just in. then. <laughs> but that's the uh, the fear that you were speaking of. That's the fear of the unknown. That's the fear of losing one's identity. You know, it's the fear of like, well, what am I supposed to do and who am I now if I don't have that corporate label or whatever? I mean, we're picking on corporate. It's like whatever, you know, whatever you're well, in. Well, you know, in your identity, happens. it also happens in relationships. One awakens and one doesn't. Yes. And that person completely changes who they are. Mm-hmm. And they're standing in front of this individual that they married or came together with 10 or 20 years and they're finding out who they are in a divine way mm-hmm. and and they're different things mm-hmm. look different they taste different they feel different yeah. everything's <laughs> different right so yes corporate is one thing but it happens in a lot it's of different day. ways yeah. that are you know that people are dealing with when they go through yeah yeah that process well you know part of the journey and it's challenging for people I personally went through it is how the relationships do change and it can be with a spouse it can be with siblings it can be with friends for years children and um it, it's 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 it, it rips at your heart. There's a heart tearing in in a way, but it's not that you love them any less, but you realize that it's no longer feeding or serving you how it used to. So this is again where the soul comes in. I feel that it's the soul's calling that is leading you towards that, or or ending a relationship or shifting the dynamic of the relationship not that they're not they're necessarily out of your life completely but the dynamic is different you might not see them as often or call them for advice or whatever it might be so the fear factor in a way it is all about the unknown not not knowing this is who i was and what am i going to be Next, you know, and that's where the present moment is a gem. If you could fully live and be at peace with what is currently here, even if it's very bumpy, I call it the waves, you know, I get hit with the waves, they could be nice and, you know, smooth, and then there could be a tsunami that comes in. But the more I'm in the moment, in the present, trusting what's going on even though there isn't an intellectual understanding the knowing of that level that you're able to ride it a lot easier a lot easier and it's nice on the body (laughs) it's easier on the spirit and the tide begins to rise in its in its own way you know the spiritual and, and you go up with it yeah you move up with it yeah Right, and then you write it back down, and you write it back up and again. up. Yeah, it's, yes. it's fluidity. I every, call it like it's yeah, like it's, fluid. It I can't be it in a box anymore. Yeah, it, 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 just because you get spiritually awakened doesn't mean you don't have ebb and flow. It's yeah. the nature 
Your change is the only constant. Yeah. Well, uh, last, <laughs> change is going to happen. Yeah. Last night um, there was a Shemaya gathering, um, and one of the questions, you know, something is like, "Oh, people aren't awake," and I was like, "You know, we're 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 not fully awake here either yet, because if we still have any self criticism going on or outside judgment, or we're still being triggered, we're on the path." It's when, um, like Eckhart Tolle, I love one of the things, somebody asked him in one of his talks, and they said, well, what do you do? What's your spiritual practice? And his, his response was non-thinking. Non-thinking, which actually made me cry because my soul heard the truth in that. He is completely guided by divine. The ego's still there. He's still in the human form, but it's not running the show or being, he's not being informed by it, you know. So it's like, hey, we're still on the path to awaken, to be realized. Now, will I be realized in this lifetime? Mm, I don't know, probably not. Probably have to come back again. Um, but it is that... Mm, the, the allowance, like what I'm seeing when I talk, I, I see um, sort of the images. It's like walking the path without resistance and fully living from the heart. That's, that's what I keep seeing as we're, you know, talking about this. So, yeah. That's beautiful information. You've, you've shared a lot of great gems in the moment today. Thank you for that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, we will be right back with Jason and Violet and Joanne Palladino. Uh, so stay with us, please. Discover Your Spiritual Gifts has readers available every day starting at 10 a.m. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. And Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. We offer 30-minute readings for $50 and 60-minute readings for $90. You can make an appointment or just stop on in for availability. Call ahead at 720-573-4275. And welcome back to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live. We're so glad to have you with us today. It is Jason and Violet hosting with Dave on vacation in Las Vegas. Lucky fella. And we have Joanne Palladino sharing with us today. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about what you do, and you touched a little bit on Shemaya. Yeah. Uh, yes, so so that, uh, share share what that means, what that is, and and what you do with it. You know, it's it's funny when I get the questions like, "What do you do?" And I have to say, I I do nothing. You know, in this uh, the human sense, I do nothing, but. It's the, the divine that's coming through me. And those of us who are healers or in that realm of understanding know what I'm speaking about. So much of what comes through me is divinely guided. Again, like I said, though I've been trained in various modalities, I pause, I listen, and I trust. And when I work with people... <clears throat> I already see their divinity. Like I want to cry just by when I say that. Like I already see their divinity. They may come with a challenge on all levels. You know, if we look at it as wholeness or holiness, the mental, emotional, physical, spiritual fragmentation that's going on within us. And just be fine exactly where they are. 
and not feeling they should be any different. And that's how I begin with them. Um, so when I work with souls, I really touch on the various aspects of themselves so they begin to better understand why they are acting or reacting what I'm going to say because the word's showing up in victim consciousness because that's really what it is any kind of that they're not good enough or um, there's some level of abuse going on whether it's from the self or from outside uh, questioning their abilities, things like that. So I lay out a broader perspective where I'm able to read intuitively of what's going on with them currently, and I do see past also, and not judge it. Again, not saying this should or shouldn't be here, or this is good, or this is bad. So they get an, an intuitive reading, an insight, a better understanding. I work with them energetically because a lot of this is held in the body. You know, if somebody comes with a physical manifestation um, that I support allowing their conduit, their body to flow more freely. Also, to allow them to be safe, to get in touch with their emotions. My goodness, how many people come to me that do not want to go there? They don't want to be sad. They don't want to be lonely. They don't want to be angry. To me, that's completely denying their humanness. But there is a way to embrace, not to deny or feel they're wrong, but to embrace them, understand them, on a deeper level, on a spiritual level, and how to mindfully express it and release it. So this is supporting like an alignment with all of those aspects of the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual piece. And they always leave with mindfulness practices. So it's not just the experience. We could all have the experience, but how do you embody that knowledge or that experience to actually take hold where you're not working on the same thing over and over and over again. So there's a holiness aspect to um, the work that I extend or the gifts that I extend. My main thing and it's from my own personal journey, is complete and unconditional love and self-acceptance. Because I, it, like, imagine if we were all in that state of complete and unconditional love and self-acceptance. I, I brought a couple of things today just as a reference, and this one is calling me, and this is from the Sophia Code. And if I could find it quickly, but this is Kuan Yin, and it's a channeled book. You're familiar with this book. I love that book, oh the my Sophia gosh. Code. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's quite incredible. But it's really beginning to help us heal our personal suffering for, for not only our own embodiment, but the significance of how that supports the collective. We hear about that, and we read about it, but it's true. <laughs> There's like a ripple effect of consciousness that comes through you, extends out from you, and then comes back. So, this is, this is, it sort of like hits home here. Humanity cannot skip its initiation for learning self-love and self-compassion. 
It is the only way to reconcile the thousands of years spent in self-hatred and self-denial. Now that's quite a statement. Because <laughs> when I read that, I was like, whoa. Now, Kuan Yin is talking about the thousands of years spent in self-hatred. Let's just look at this lifetime. Not to cloud the mind of like, oh my gosh, my past lives, and what was it like, and what did I experience, but why don't you just be with this lifetime to enliven and embody complete and unconditional love and self-acceptance. It's like, talk about heart-centered. This is the way of the heart. It's not the way of the intellect. You know. Does that answer your question? <laughs> uh, and then some. Yeah. And then some. One of the things that I that I share with a lot of people, and, and a lot of people are uh, connect with it, especially those that that embody unconditional love in, yeah. in whatever form that they have, is that if we led with love, our planet would be better off by oh. lunchtime. Yes. Right? It, 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 it would be immediate. It would in, be a quantum leap. Yeah. In, in 24 hours, the whole planet would be in a different place. Uh, and, and leading with love, and, and, and that starts with yourself. Right? And that's where we have the hardest time. We give away so much of it, but love is unconditional mm -hmm. that we have for others, but we have such a hard time mm -hmm. doing it for ourselves. That's why my I feel my... Mm -hmm. intention is about cultivating it not only in myself that's again that's where I begin but to help others to like peel away the, the, the famous onion is coming up you know we peel the onion where the onion has big chunks but it also has very thin layers it's like the veil and that is also significant for people to start realizing having that pause catching themselves when there's the critical chatter once again and shifting to a loving thought or a more positive thought. So I, if it's okay, I'd like to just touch on Shemaya because I mentioned Absolutely, Shemaya please. before, <clears throat> which is the language of light. Um, the language started coming through about eight years ago spontaneously, freaked me out, didn't know what was going on, you know, what am I saying, what am I saying? So just to touch on what Shemaya means, that's one of the words that I kept saying when the light language started coming through, <clears throat> and I was told that it's actually a word, I didn't know, the Shemaya, it's ancient Aramaic word, the Shem means God-like vibration. Maya means that God-like vibration is in everything, everyone, and in every word. When I heard that, my soul actually heard it, and I just sobbed. So that's why I call it Shemaya. And in essence, we're all Shemaya. We're all Shem. We're all God-like vibration, right? So it's not a thing. It's not a person. It is. It permeates everything. <laughs> Shem, you know? So... I love the way you light up when you talk about it. Oh, it, well, <laughs> I feel it. You know, like it, it, I feel it. Shows. It. it shows. For those people who are listening, and she, she, there's like this this glow just got brighter, and the smile and the eyes and everything yeah. just got more animated. Yeah. It's very cool. So, um, so to, to extend Shemaya, and, and we'll see what comes through. We'll see what, what comes through, and, and trusting people will be hearing the end of the show and get this <laughs> and receive it. So 
so though the intellect does not understand the frequency, the vibration, it is the felt quality that is transmitting the healing, the shifting. I have gotten messages that Shem, Shemaya is here to awaken not only myself, Joanne in this form, but also to help the awakening on the planet. So, so there is an emotion with this because it is communicating the significance of your presence on this planet at this time. This is all compassion. Ah, so there was a softness, a gentleness, an emotion of the heart opening, realizing, allowing you all to hear this, and even those who are not hearing it, the significance of your presence, the significance of your journey, how that ripples through consciousness, how that ripples through the collective. Compassion. And then it... Mm, kicked up a notch. There was an intensity at the end. Do not let fear stop you. Do not let anyone else's thoughts or beliefs about you stop you. Actually, the pause and the stillness is part of the transmission here to allow it to settle into the cells, to ripple through the body, to find a home within your home, your spirit, your soul, your form. Everything that was in my brain and my body and the tensions and the the busyness all just washed away in a moment. And it was completely still. That that was amazing. (laughs) That was amazing. Beautiful, isn't it? That's why I light up. So it's like, I don't know. I, I love that you have developed the understanding of it to be able to help our intellect connect it. Because I, I think my intellect connecting to it allowed for even more. Mm-hmm. It, it actually added to it mm-hmm. uh, to, to understand. And even though you can feel it, it's like, okay, so I feel something. right? And, and we go to those questions. What, what am I feeling? And as soon as I let go of that... Because that's what you're yes. sharing with us. Yes. I let go of that, and then you answered it. It was just that much, there was yeah. that much more to it. You know, people ask me, <clears throat> you know, is this Palladian? Is this Arcturian? Is this Syrian? I'm like, I don't know. It is. I just say, it is. And um, it's trusting. That's, that's how it is for me. I'm trusting what I just experienced, because <laughs> it came through me too, and what you're receiving. That's what I trust. 
right. of the felt quality and the shift that people um, are realizing. You know, are realizing. You actually hold gatherings, Shemaya yeah. gatherings. So yeah. Tell us, uh, share with the listeners a little bit about what yeah. what those are and, and what Yeah, what and, to and you know, just in general, um, my sanctuary is located in Denver. I don't call it an office, I call it a sanctuary. Um, and I see people there individually, I hold groups there, and I do distance healing, whether it's through the U.S. or internationally um, and also groups uh, and retreats so um, so the Shemaya gatherings are held um, right now twice a month and there's usually a topic this month's topic is loving yourself is compassionate action that's that's the topic you know uh, loving ourselves it's it's like talk about compassion for oneself. So it's an activity that we're embodying. Um, so there's usually a topic. Um, it, everything is, cha- you know, it's channeled. Though I bring my notes, as you see, what might call me, I refer to. Everyone has an opportunity to share uh, challenges, awareness, a deeper understanding, what brought them there. So there's individual attention given to those who attend, and it's also a, a group collective that is receiving because it's not uncommon that what one person brings we relate we understand last night's gathering was very much about the body like the physical form um, and what we're experiencing in the form so it popped up a few times Um, so a lot of grace and ease and I feel when you walk in and when you leave there's a difference in your being and trusting that it takes hold <laughs> you know it takes hold so um, small fee you know for it um, so everyone is you know welcome all of us. having been to a couple of those I can <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can speak from experience that they are uh, they are equally intense enlightening and and transformational even if it's just for the time that you're there mm-hmm. uh, you carry you definitely carry away with you a different feeling mm-hmm. the the energy shifts mm-hmm. and there very much is an individual and a group quality to it yeah uh, so even if you don't speak up or share yeah, you still it. benefit greatly from just being being in the space and being in the energy and you're very attentive to everybody and what's going on and being yeah. very accepting and that that part makes it really easy for someone who's truly struggling with something very specific mm. to come and share and do it in an open space and and get some immediate yeah. shift in that yeah and it, and it just happens naturally it's not like you come to the meeting like i'm going to do this for this person it just sort of it just it flows so naturally mm-hmm. uh and and there's a sacredness and an intensity to it that isn't like it's not like other gatherings it's it's very it's different that's very sweet to hear and touches my heart um to hear that it's so so what i'm actually physically feeling right now and what's extended again the intention is that you are grounded in spaciousness so we could also say it that you're grounded in your divinity that you're still fully in your body, you're comfortable there, you feel safe there, but you also um, 
begin to realize the divinity within. So being grounded in spaciousness is is like such a, I feel anyway, such a beautiful way to engage life. <laughs> well, we have made a choice to be here. Yeah. And the practical aspects of just getting around and obtaining nourishment and getting sunshine and you have to use the body that's the vehicle yeah. that gets you to those things yeah. so it, it, being present is an important thing it, it makes you a little safer yeah. than if you're you know way up in the clouds mm-hmm. all the time you know as uh, as healers it's not uncommon that healers don't like to be in the body they like to be you know in other dimensions but then when they have to come down it doesn't get easier it does, the challenge is still there. So um, being at peace or at ease that you're fully embodied here and now can, I feel, broaden the gifts that we bring. It's, you know, I, I, again, this has been just through the years. This isn't a new realization that I'm speaking about, but through the years, it's becoming more significant um, that if you're, you know, if you're on the spiritual path and you're a healer, that it is okay to be in the body, even if you feel your family is Arcturian. That's okay. Or what, or who knows what dimension. That's okay. But you're not there now. <laughs> We're here on planet Earth for a reason, for a purpose, for our, our soul's development and also to help other souls during this time. That's, you know, I feel like that's the significance here. Well, so. I, I like this place. I like being grounded here. <clears throat> yeah. This place is pretty. Yeah. And the food tastes good and the yeah. music's amazing. Yeah. And <laughs> there's so many cool sensations. It's, yeah. you know. It, you kind of committed to be here, yeah, right? And you're yeah. trying to keep your body alive, so you have a reason to be here. So why not enjoy it? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times to me, this place seems like a working vacation. Mm. We're in a highly accelerated spiritual school here. Yes, that's, and, yeah. and we're supposed to stumble and fall and get back up again and get dirty and get clean and 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 go up and go down. That's 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 part of the journey. Yeah, it's our, allowing ourselves <laughs> to remember. You know, yeah. oh yeah, that's why I'm here. I always joke. And I, you know, somebody goes, oh, I need to do this. This is a soul before they're by. Oh, I need to do this. Oh, all right. Well, we're going to send you to planet Earth. And that's where you're going to go. And that's how you're going to, you know, learn this lesson. Good luck with that. And, yeah, oh, and we're going to go ahead and wipe your memory. That's right. Yeah. Of all, and all your connections that's before it. you go. It's going to be done. Yeah. Clean and, slate. But you have Congratulations. to remember. You're going to lose your memory, but then you have to remember. <laughs> you got to figure it out. Yeah. Hope you can figure yeah. it out. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah this will be easy. I can do this. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, wait. What? Yeah, read the whole brochure. (laughs) (laughs) And there's about a billion of them. (laughs) There's a lot of options. There's a lot of options. So so share with us, Joanne, how people find you, get in touch with you, how they... Uh, how they can attend your gatherings, help help the listeners understand. JoannePaladino.com. Will you, you spell know, it for us? Yes, J O A N N E. So Joanne, one word, J O A N N E. Last name is Paladino. P is in Peter, A L L A. D is in David, I N O. And everything is on the website. And yes, you could find me on Facebook as well. I direct people to the website because that's where my, you know, individual sessions are listed in groups and retreats and Shemaya gatherings and um, how to connect with me directly. So. And I will also 
give you the, the, the reference of, of being in your sanctuary yeah. <laughs> and that it truly is a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. It's stepping into a different place when you go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very much like coming here. You step into a different world when you come to discover your spiritual mm-hmm. gifts. And uh, it, it's a different vibration, uh, but it's a similar it's kind of a similar threshold, kind of that veil, like you were saying yeah. earlier. You step through into something different. Yeah, it's um, to help people feel safe. I feel that's, you know, that's really important. Those that are coming to seek help from others. So there's a safety. There's an allowance for your vulnerability to show and to be with your vulnerability. Like how delicate and beautiful is that? Mm-hmm. Um, that is so much part of the spiritual journey. Um, trusting, you know, that there there's a, a trust level and that you're accepted no matter where you are in your path, you know, it just right. it's it's like here we are and we're all holding hands <laughs> and we're walking together. It's truly interesting. <laughs> you know, it's how like, can I hold your hand? Okay, good. Let's go. <laughs> we're all on the same page in our own way. I love that feeling. That's a, that's the beauty of our community. Yeah, as, as a whole, and not just here, and not just with you, but in the in the Denver area and Colorado, okay. uh, and the spiritual community starting to get that woven together in a in a more secure way. That it's it's really about all of us accepting and being where we are and being okay with that. Yeah, it's so funny you're saying that. It's like, and it keeps us on our toes in, in a way where we, you know, oh, where am I still judgmental? Hmm, look at that. Yeah, I'm taking Check a look at that one. right now. That one. <laughs> I'm wasting a lot huh. of energy right there. You know, <laughs> so teachers are, are teaching themselves you know we're we're still students is is how i i like to yep. put it is is you know for the longest time you're like oh i'm a reiki master and i went master you know are you kidding me it's like we're there's this constant like we we like to put labels next to our names and initials but it's like oh baby i'm walking right next to you you know, where I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still on the path, and but this is what I could offer. You know, in in a, in a lightened way. You know, so I love that. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming. We are so honored that you came and were part of our show. I really do appreciate it. Um, uh, so much beautiful information. Thanks for sharing the message today. It was very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, Please stay tuned. After this show, we'll have several of our practitioners offering some of the services that they have or events that are coming. Thanks for listening today. We really do appreciate it, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Mm. Blessings, everyone. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. I am Colleen Andraste. I am a spirit medium, psychic, and channel for the angelic realm, and I have been intuitive or psychic my entire life. I began my interest in this work as a young child. I saw my mother with my eyes open after she passed two different times, so my beliefs were confirmed, and that is what opened the doors for me. How I help clients today is that I'm primarily clairaudient, clairvoyant. I'm also an empath, so I tune into their energy through the vibration of their name, and spirit will talk to me about what messages they have 
for the client. It can range, um, it's wide ranges actually, but my primary goal is to empower my client and to bring them a sense of well-being and peace and to know that they're always being cared for and they are not doing this alone. They're not walking the earth plane alone. I am available the third Sunday of the month at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. Uh, Hi, I'm Nikki Milton. I am the center manager and marketing manager here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. I'm here two days a week on Mondays and Fridays marketing this beautiful center and um, making sure that the center is up to standard for all you lovely guests who will hopefully come and visit us soon. I also own a content marketing agency, so I'm a teacher here in the space because I have a real passion for helping the spiritual business owners in this community learn how to brand and market their businesses. So I run a business class series every year on branding and marketing and social media classes, as well as a full strategy workshop towards the end of the year to help you get your business in line for for the upcoming year. And that is what I do here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. My name is Davina. I'm a reader here at DYSG, and I've been psychic since I was a small child. I'm gifted with sight, hearing, knowing, and feeling. I have gone public and have been reading for the last five years, full-time, so for over a year. I would be happy to serve you. I'm able to talk to your higher self, spirit guides, angels, sometimes passed over loved ones come through. I don't choose who comes through to speak to me. I just ask that it's for your highest good and of the light. I am here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts from 10 to 5 on Fridays. Discover Connection Awaken sacredness, become empowered. Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio. 